My name is Annie Lobert, and I'm a champion survivor of trafficking to tell you that God can heal you from any hurt that's ever happened to you. If He can do it for me, He can do it for you too. Hi friends, it's Annie from Annie's Pink Chair. It's where we invite presence, inspire purpose, and ignite passion into people's hearts to spread God's love throughout the world. I love who I have in the studio today. I literally can say that to you because I am in love with him. And I've been married for 15 years. Today, we are doing part two with my husband, Oz Fox, on the topic of body count and promiscuity. Yes, I said that all in one sentence. Oz is very insightful because he is my husband. So my husband's in a band called Striper. It's been around for about 40 years. He knows a lot about Jesus because his band has been witnessing Jesus in their music for 40 years. Oz, welcome to Annie's Pink Chair. Hey, Annie. How are you doing? I'm doing good. Good. We were just talking about our little couch talk. Yeah. And the subject today, we're doing a continuation because we got a little bit off track. So I'm going to segue us back into the mode. We were talking about Striper being in the clubs Mm -hmm. and how Striper got its start and how you guys first were in the garage. And Kenny Metcalf said, hey, you guys, I think you should dedicate your band to Jesus. And you guys did. Mm -hmm. You, Michael, and Robert. Mm-hmm. which is really cool. And then you started playing music, metal music about Jesus, which is really powerful. Mm. And I asked you about promiscuity because obviously with rock bands, hey, heavy rock and roll. I mean, the saying goes sex, drugs, and rock and roll, right? Mm. You guys didn't have sex and you didn't have drugs. And all you had was the rock and roll, which is mm-hmm. really cool. And Jesus. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people have asked us about our relationship over the years. And I think maybe at the five-day mark, we couldn't say much, or even the five-month mark. But certainly now, we're past five years. We're past 10 years. This year is going to be 15 years we've been married. And I'm very proud of that, by the way. Because for me, whoa, to have a relationship that long, <laughs> I am not looking at anybody in the room. <laughs> have, have, have I been uh, now? Have I been the longest for you in that sense? Longest. Oh, nice. Well, I'm honored. Romantically I'm, speaking, I'm honored because obviously my family—I've been with them my whole life. Yeah. But I've never been with someone this long, mm. so it is a testimony not only to the public but to myself. Like Jesus is like, I told you you could do it and you can continue to do it. And I'm like, really? I don't struggle, by the way. So it's not like a big deal. Well, and and when you think about it, when God puts the right person in your life, it's perfect. It is. Yeah. Uh, You know, and I I don't want to lie to people and say that relationships are perfect because they're not. In fact, you might be in a relationship right now that you possibly could be arguing right now with your best friend or your romantic interest, because we have something called life and it gets in the way. Yeah. Pride, right? Yeah, sure. uh, All kinds of different dumb arguments, jealousy, you know, 
fame fighting. I mean, I, I don't want to put that in the wrong context, but sometimes husbands and wives fight for attention. It's really mm. weird. Yeah. Uh, from other people and maybe even there, they compete with businesses that they have. They compete with, I mean, you and I could definitely do that, by the way. We could definitely be like, wait a second, you've got more followers, but on my side, I have this many followers. But, you know, I, I don't do that with our website. Like, I don't sit there and go, oh, well, you have 70,000 followers on Facebook and I have 90,000 on my nonprofit. So, you know, that means there's more people watching me. That's nothing for us or fighting that's, about. That's tit for tat. It's really dumb. I mean, <laughs> and I've never felt like a competition thing with you, honey. So that's just to get that out of No, the way. actually, you know, I've always passed off any kind of attention to you because I am totally behind what you do. And I see your heart and God's using what you do and in great ways. And so it's always been in my heart since we first met to hopefully uh, raise you up like on a platform so to speak, so that you get... Well, I didn't know you were thinking like that. Oh, well, yeah. I had no idea. Don't you remember, don't you remember when we went to uh, speak? Uh, uh, we, we were at the Knott's Berry Farm Christian uh, concert uh, Yeah, night. with Mr. T. And yeah, and... and Mr. Uh, T came up to us and he was hugging us. Yeah, and <laughs> and then uh, they were doing an interview for you. Yeah, with, they with, were. With me. But JCTV. The, but the, the, the gal goes, oh, well, uh, ladies first, right? And I'm all, absolutely. <laughs> You know, I remember that Christmas concert. Yeah, yeah. Did we all sing on stage with everyone? I, I think we did. Yeah, we did. And and it was with all the little like like wasn't it Snoopy on the stage or I, something? I don't or... I don't remember. That's But hey, let's let's cut back to because I'd like to talk about dating and obviously we met on MySpace. Mm-hmm. And we talked about that a little, how you read my story. Yeah. Yeah. So let's go back to that because I really think people are wondering, how does someone like you, Oz, see a girl like me and not go, whoa, wow, she's got too much baggage. I can't deal with this girl. This girl's like messed up. And, you know, I this looks like a big tornado wreck if I ever talk to her. Because hmm. I know you saw my picture and then you read my story. And what were you thinking? Because well, you were with Kevin Max that night, right? Well, no. From DC wasn't Talk. That, wasn't, when I saw your profile, it wasn't with Kevin Max. I think he knew you. Oh, but, he did? Yeah. He knew me because we, we all met Heather, I, and Kevin Max. I met Kevin Max on MySpace. Yeah. The Ke- weirdest thing. <laughs> and Kevin Max is from the band DC Talk or the group, yes. the singing group. DC Talk. Such a nice guy. Him yeah, and his wife moved to Las Vegas. Yeah. And it was a cool thing because Heather met up with them to have dinner and then you were there. Yes. You no, well, in- at first it was me and Kevin and then he invited Heather to come visit us. And why were you in town? Uh, I was rehearsing with Robert uh, okay. Sweet, who lived in town at the time. He, okay. had, he had moved here uh, in Las Vegas uh, several years before that. And uh, so we were getting together to rehearse in town for a new uh, recording for Striper album. Right, right. So it just so happened that Kevin lived in town at the time. And uh, we hooked up, you know, for dinner. Yeah. And so what happened when you – I mean, obviously you were looking at Heather's MySpace and – Yeah. Because I became friends with Heather that night and, you know, we got along pretty good. It was like kind of fun, you know. And I'm not the kind of person that, you know, at that time I had uh, uh, already gone through a divorce and um, I was kind of in that mode of, okay, Lord, I'm waiting on you. 
for whatever you're going to do. And um, wasn't even looking for any relationships. I just was more interested in like meeting people and, you know, just looking for opportunities to whatever door would open that God wanted me to go through. And um, so uh, meeting with Kevin and then Heather joining us was like really kind of special because she was doing something unique, uh, going into strip clubs and helping to encourage girls to come to church because she did that type of work at one point. And, uh, and then you were her best friend on MySpace. So I, when I, became friends with Heather. She accepted me as a, a MySpace friend as when I saw your profile. And um, I mean, of course, being a guy, okay, let's just face it, people. <laughs> uh, you're, you, you were just drop dead gorgeous to me. I thought you were just really pretty. And well, thanks, honey. <laughs> you know, you still are. Oh, thank you. you know, I think I had still, a pink picture on you're, there. You're still like candy in my eyes. Oh, that's a quote on a song you wrote, which we're not going to talk about that until later. Yeah, not until later. But anyway, <laughs> um, uh, so, I mean, if anything, my interest was kind of uh, subdued because I was very cautious to not offend you. I didn't want you to feel like I was just any guy coming to, you know, hunt you down. I wanted you to know that I was, you know, I cared about you. And so my first thing, my first message I sent to you was, if you ever want to talk about the church coming against you, you know, uh, I know what that's like because it happened to Striper. <sighs> so, I well. mean, if anything, <laughs> and I know you still at that point were kind of fresh and new and trying to figure out what you were going to do with your ministry. And um, and I, you know what? I mean, God has a way of, of just kind of, orchestrating situations and yeah. and being from in my history of being a believer there's so many things that I, I at that point I <clears throat> I had uh, gone through and I learned a lot and I'm still learning to this day you know this is 15 years or actually longer because we were dating for the first first year before we got married um, um, so we've known each other longer than the 15 years we were married. But we got married pretty quick. <laughs> I mean, I've heard quicker stories. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah. Right? But, but I mean, if anything, um, uh, I, I think, you know, God, like I said, matches you up with the person you're supposed to be with. And after I'd gone through my history of being married before, I was very cautious about not only not offending you, but also, well, what's going to be right for me. And my prayer time was about, you know, trusting the Lord for who was going to enter my life. And, um, and I'll tell you, I mean, being, uh, being as, is into uh, the meaning behind things in scripture. Um, there's there, a girl like you is, Let's put it this way. Uh, God has redeemed you from your past Yes. when you dedicated your life to him. And he turns you into a new person, it says. There's no more condemnation. So if that's the way God sees you, then the person who's going to be with you has to see you the same way. Okay? And, and I would hope so. And thankfully, that was something that God was teaching me in my life is to see people with his eyes with new eyes yes 
But well, his his eyes are loving us forever. I've met several different people that don't think like that, and they're Christian men. Okay. It kind of shocked me because I thought all Christian men would look at me differently. And, of course, I've had several relationships before I met you. And speaking of body count, let's first of all, let's talk about promiscuity. So what that is, is having or characterized by many transient sexual relationships. So let's go down to what body count. By the way, when I Googled this, it was pretty incredible what it said. It says, what does body count mean in a girl? My first question is to Google. Google? Or maybe I should say people that are Googling. It's your fault, actually, because this is an algorithm. It's taking on what people are Googling. So it's an attitude and culture and society, obviously. It says, what does body count mean in a girl? Y'all, really? Really? In a girl? Why does it have to be about the girl? Or, you know, why didn't this say woman? This is kind of shocking to me. But what this says is body count refers to how many people someone has slept with. Generally speaking, this refers to sexual intercourse and does not include other types of sexual activities. So if I just kissed someone or did some other sexual things, hmm. some people think kissing is not sexual, but I believe it is. It leads to that anyway. Well, it's intimate. It, it's intimate. Uh, but... Obviously, body count is not including intercourse, according to this definition on Google. And it, 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 you know, Googling that kind of shocked me. Like, are y'all well, serious? Well, first of all, the, the heart of man. Let's just talk about that. Let's talk about it, please. Okay, because sin came into the world through Adam. Okay. Through Adam's sin. And we can talk about Adam and Eve. Well, but where was he Adam, she... but yeah, where was Adam when she was, you know, talking to the devil? Talking to the good-looking guy that came up to her and said he was beautiful. <laughs> well, being of light. I don't want to. I don't want to stretch it too far, honey. But and then he um, got thrown on his belly. <laughs> but but let's just put it this way: um, Adam was responsible for his wife, and that's what we should be as husbands: responsible for um, loving our wives. If right. we love our wife, then we're going to want to help her to understand things. Right. But what if it's We're, your pre-wife? Well, that's a whole other topic, Annie. Yeah. I mean, but this is, so that body count refers to but, specifically non-married people. Well, let's just put it this way, okay? We could go on and on about people's history and what they did and what they've done in the past. But when it comes to God putting two people together, it shouldn't matter what the past is like. You know, because when when the woman caught in adultery in the Bible, the story. There's so many stories, by yeah. the way. That's just one of them. When the woman caught in adultery was brought to Jesus, you know, they said, hey, we caught this woman committing adultery. Our in law, the very act. Our, our, in the very act. And, and our law says we should stone her. What do, what you, do say? you say? Right? <laughs> Well, where's the guy? That's the first thing I would have said. Well, well, no, I mean, you're not Jesus, so. <laughs> I'm Jesus, just saying what would I, that's what it, I would have wondered. It, it's so good because he was, he was, he was silent for a little bit. He didn't not say anything, but 
He no. waited and paused and he got on he got down on the ground well, and he started first writing he, in the sand. He first he said he who is out without sin cast the first stone. Then he went down and started writing in the sand. Well, right? and so, and then, here's the other thing. Okay? When they all left because, well, because the one old, from the, the oldest, oldest to the youngest. Yeah, and that was weird how it said that in the word out says the oldest to the youngest because why? Okay, well no, so, someone can assume that the Old, the olders had more wisdom, so they knew they needed to just shut up. Okay, and we walk don't know. Away. We don't know. But if anything, you know, as soon as everybody was gone, the next thing Jesus says to her is, "Uh, where so where are your accusers? <laughs> is anyone accusing you?" And she said, "The girls, the woman no, says, no, well, there's no one, Lord.'" And he goes, "Neither do I accuse you. Go and sin no more." Yeah, that's okay. what he said to her. But him. he didn't say to her, well, how many men have you slept with? You whore. You slut. He didn't say that to her. Or you body count. How many God, he, well, body I mean, count do I you mean, have? if anything, he would have known. Well, yeah, if he's Jesus, yes, he would have known. He would have known, but he, he, he loved on her mm-hmm. unconditionally. He saw her with other eyes. He knew what that girl went through, why she was doing that. Why she ended up that way. Well, and, and there's so many other examples. Besides her, there's the woman at the well. She had five husbands. There is, of course, Rahab, the famous Rahab that had the inn. Uh, she's in the Hall of Fame. Tamar, which she slept with Judah, her father-in-law. Uh, she pr- presented herself as a prostitute for one night and slept with him to become an inheritor of the, the legacy because she didn't have an inheritance because his son, you know, yeah, dumped her the, the, after he had sex. Uh, but see, but the, all that tells and then, you. And then there's Jose, uh, Hosea and Gomer. Y- yeah, we know and, and God commands the prophet Hosea to marry a prostitute. Okay, but let me get back to, to on focus here. The thing is, if God is has this purpose behind what he's doing with two people, which marriage basically... It's a divine. I mean, it's me, a divine. It's a divine merger. It is. And Oz, what if you were the one that had? I'm not even going to say the body count because I was talking about this yesterday with one of my friends. The body count, and it was actually Saturday. It's pretty high, but what I am going to say is, I put the shoe on the other foot. What if Oz had that high body count? Well, God would have to have grace on me too. Yes. He would have to uh, look at me with his forgiving eyes. And now that I'm a believer and I've changed my life, uh, you know, I have no condemnation. I I just don't know how you did this because your heart's so huge because I I don't know what I would have done. I mean, you never were like that. So – you didn't have a super high body count. Well, and, let's 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 not get. But into I do that. love you. Let's not get into that yeah, body count thing I, because I, there's no body count anymore. No, I know that. It's I love erased. you. If you would have been a porn star, I would have loved you the same. Okay, but I'm just <laughs> saying it's erased once we, you know, accept Jesus into our hearts. I know, honey, but I might have been asking you some questions about your former partners. <laughs> Okay, well, I mean... Just out of curiosity, but, like, but, hey... But, but I knew I didn't need to ask that. You never do. No. You're not ever... Okay, I have to say this. Ladies, listen to me and look at me. If your partner is asking you questions, 
about your former partners. Like, and I'm talking about drilling you to this point. If you are tired and you are like, why is this person doing this? Is that the right person for you? Because it sounds to me like they might be a little jealous. And that sounds like possessiveness. That's a red flag, by the way. When someone's asking you question upon question upon, and then they're getting mad and they're getting heated, and you better tell me everything and they're threatening you, get away from that jerk. That's okay. a narcissist right there. Okay. Now, Annie, it what? also goes the other way, too. Of course. When I know woman, that. When a woman does that to a man. Yeah, it's true. Goes both ways. Yeah. So it's it's really not necessarily just, you know, <laughs> in per, one particular I know, gender. I, know. I understand. Know? So, I mean, it's it's about your heart. You know, are you going to have the heart of God, the grace of God, the forgiveness I mean, of God? I mean, 1 Corinthians 13, 5 talks about not counting the wrongs someone has done to you. That's the way God wants us. Love is that way. God has that much love. He doesn't count our sins. Do you think it's expected of every man that does understand forgiveness with Christ? It is his duty if he falls in love with a girl like me, if God says, ask her to marry. If if anyone is saying they are a Christian and they, they follow God and they, follow, they study Jesus and they want to say they're a Christian, a Jesus follower, yes, it's their duty. Okay, listen, there's a lot of guys that would argue with you. Well, let them argue. That are the word of God is true. Yeah. It's not wrong. You're, you're right. And if You're they right. want to argue against me saying that, they got to argue with the word of God. You want to do a challenge? They got to they got to argue with the word of God. Okay, then should they contact me if they want to argue because I'd no, like to bring them no, on the show. No, this is something that No, <laughs> I'm serious because because this is a, this is real, honey. This is why we aren't getting redeemed. Our society judges the women mostly. The mm. men too, but more so the females because we are caregivers of children. We are mothers. We are housewives. We yeah. are the weaker species, so to speak, right? Well, well, but there's definitely something to be said. I mean, obviously, both sides, the, the male and the female, if they're together, they have to be, they have to be forgiven and redeemed first. And they got to stop doing, what did Jesus say? Go and sin no more. There can be no more sin going on. You know, or something worse can happen to you. Okay, that's another thing he said to people. You know what it says in Second Timothy two, twenty two. It's cool because all of its twos. This is kind of like deuces, baby. It's like God is saying deuces. Second Timothy two two two. Shout out, shout out to Gilstrap. Deuces, bro. Okay, it says so. Flee youthful passions and pursue righteousness. Faith, love, and peace, along with those who call on the Lord from a pure heart. I love that scripture because it's telling us as young, you know, probably full of hormone teenagers or in our 20s, hey, stop it. Stop jumping into bed or getting tempted to jump into bed just to get your rocks off. Why don't you instead pursue righteousness. Mm. Why don't you instead pursue faith? And, you know, it says right here, love and peace, like 
love, agape love, unconditional, whatever that looks like, Mm -hmm. along with those who call on the Lord from a pure heart. So it's asking us to go around people that are pursuing God, that are doing godly pursuits. That's probably the best advice I could hear from someone when I was younger, Mm -hmm. but I never got that, Oz. I didn't get that. I understand. I never was told, stop chasing boys, Annie. What are you doing? I did chase boys, but boys were chasing me too. Yeah. I mean, more so, if Uh, anything. mm -hmm. And But that just solves everything. Well, uh, and again, it it goes back to sin nature, you know, boys and women. Because we're trying to procreate. Well, it's it's just there's a sin nature because that's not placed in the right place in the first place. Yeah. Why why do? In the the teaching of, in the raising of children, you have to be able to instill those values into your kids. And even then, it still is a challenge because then the kid gets his own mind or her own mind. But if, 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 what do you do about a young boy and a young girl that have their hormones raging? And now since our food is in our water is so poisoned with hormones of, of animals that they've tried to make big, we've yeah. got the hormones in the water. We've got well, all we're this going, food. We're going somewhere else now. But I'm, just saying, I'm just saying that our kids are right now facing hormone naturally in mm. what the food that – I mean the the – Different populations can't afford yeah. high like food that's non-hormone induced. I, I understand. So their kids are facing puberty, Oz. This is real facts. At a much younger age. Mm. It's bad. Mm. Like girls are getting their Yeah, I understand. Endowment, like the ability to have children at 10 years old. Uh, I, know. I, know I, I mean, that's horrible, right? Well, so you're you're going to be uh, blown away, but it's you've got one minute and 20 seconds to tell people about how they can reach you. We're just going to have to do part three. We're not done yet because <laughs> I'm heated right now. And I want to finish this, yeah. okay? Well, I'm heated with this discussion because we're going to talk about what you wanted to talk about, about what does love look like because it does look like something. So can you tell people how to get a hold of you? Well, uh, you can find me on Facebook, okay. obviously. I have a uh, – uh, a, a page, uh, it's just Oz Fox. It's the blue one. And it's got a blue background on it, right? With the check. With a check on it. Yeah. I think it has a check. The official. I also have uh, Sir Oz Fox at, on, on the uh, um, Instagram. You can find me there. And on X, which and, and is formerly Twitter. X, right, which is normally Twitter, formerly Twitter. Uh, Sir Oz Fox is there. You can, uh, you can make comments in any of the posts that I make. I, I answer them and yeah. look at them, read them all. and um, oh, Don't tell them that. They're going to start commenting. Well, everything. I mean, comments is one thing I don't always answer because I can't answer every one of them. But, but I do read them. Okay. So. Well, listen, let's do part three, honey, because we have to go now. Okay. <laughs> I just want to thank you all. I am so excited that you were here with us in our living room today of Pink Chair. My name is Annie Lobert, and you've just been on Annie's Pink Chair, and we will see you soon. Hi friends, it's Annie Lobert from Annie's Pink Chair and I am actually on location at our nonprofit ministry called The Destiny House. And do you feel and see the presence that's going on here, the peace, the calmness, the comfort, the beautiful grass, the trees? This is what each woman comes to 
when she enters our Destiny House program for sex trafficking victims. Would you please consider partnering with us monthly or just send us a one-time donation? Just go to our website at hookersforjesus.net and click on donate. And listen, your donation goes to a good cause and it's tax deductible. Thank you so much. My name is Annie Lobert, and I'm a champion survivor of trafficking to tell you that God can heal you from any hurt that's ever happened to you. If he can do it for me, he can do it for you too. 